everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ask Jillian. Uh, with me as always, Lizzie. Hi, everybody. So excited today because yes. we have my friend, sister from another mister. Seriously, when my afro grew in, I could have been her. Uh, I love this woman from back in the day. She's an actress, a producer, a mom of four. One time I saw her and I was like, girl, how are you so fucking skinny? And she's like, I starve myself. I go, good girl, I'm getting on that diet. So that's what I do. Please welcome Miss Holly Robinson. Pete. Woo, yes. What's going on, Holly? Oh my goodness. I'm We've so been happy. trying to do this for so long. Oh. I'm so happy to see you as my, listen. I love you. I, I don't, you said, I don't really starve myself. I just don't have time to eat. That's just <laughs> I see your kids. I, I see your life. Go, you know, I eat on the go. Honey, but, uh, I've seen it. You, for, you said I was mother of four, but you have to add Rodney in there. <laughs> five kids. Is he at that point now? He's, he's there. He's five kids. Okay, you got a fifth. Now, I'll tell you that you guys having that show all together with your family oh, right it's for me a hilarious but b giving really great insight into your personalities because rodney has this i mean he he walks in a room and people you know how it is with athletes i was you know married to an athlete people will part the room they will stomp over you to get to the athlete and you yeah. and you're an actress and you get to see how the family meshes the peets mm -hmm. are a regular family truly with the same problems we all have but at the end of the day after some good laughs and tears you you all are together and i love that aspect because i think that's what's missing now tv's been pretty mean you know it's really good to see you guys as a family and you get to know rodney like he's a big teddy bear he is a big teddy bear but you know it's interesting we wanted to do a uh family docuseries but of course, everyone warned me, oh, my God, you're going to get divorced. You've been married all these years, but the, the family, you go, all these years, and then you're going to do a, fan, a docu-series, a reality show, and then you're going to get divorced. <laughs> and I was like, nah, because this is more aspirational yes. and it's more, you know, inspirational. Boom. But yep. we did learn a lot about each other while we were doing that that, that show. Really? Um, yeah, we did. We learned a lot about each other. And also... You know, I was an EP of the show, so was Rodney, but only one of us was actually EPing, and that was me. You. <laughs> and by EPing, I meant doing everything. Really hurting, hurting cats because yeah. I had to try to get them all like <laughs> to cooperate, and everybody was doing their own thing, so it was crazy. But I did enjoy doing it. It started out as as for Pete's sake on own, and then yeah. we took it to Hallmark Channel, and it was Meet, Meet the, the Pete's. I love but, that. Um, but but really fun fun stuff. And now you know. With some distance as we look back on it, the kids are like, oh, that was really cool. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a video Fine diary, right. basically, A lot right? of work goes into that. And I also want to mention, like, your personal life, you've always been... Holly off the air is pretty... She's like me, an open book, and I love that about her. Uh, and I love following you and Rodney and Magic through and his wife through your your trails and what you guys do and how you, like I live you are aspirational for me um because you're fun and I see these pictures now they're hilarious they're on a yacht they're in Greece they're everywhere right tell us a little bit about that trip because it was last summer Jill so <laughs> I'm not sure how Randy Pete and I won the Willy Wonka golden <laughs> ticket for this trip <laughs> but god damn it don't mess it up Randy because we're going every year <laughs> 
we've been doing this for about this is about this is about our sixth time, and you know we've known the Johnsons for years. EJ was in, uh, the ring bearer in our wedding. Like oh. we've known them for a long time. Wow. So, actually, Urban knew Rodney before he knew before Rodney knew me, and same with me. Like so, he knew us separately, and then we met. So okay. he was kind of like the blessing, the Godfather who blessed our union. Wow. Right? And we've been his friend for years, but he was going on this trip for twenty something years, and every time he would come back, I'd be like, can't take the. <laughs> But he kept saying, well, Rodney's playing ball right now because he's in training camp during the summer. So he can't come. I'd be like, can you hurry up and retire so I can go on this damn trip? (laughs) And so he finally did. And the day he retired, I called Magic. I said, we're ready. And he's like, "Okay, I'll get to you. So it was like five years after that. Stop it. It's a 20 year waiting list. So we waited and we got on and it has been the most amazing trip. This man is so generous and so loving. I followed you guys. I felt like I was there. It was incredible. Jimmy Kimmel was there, wasn't he? (laughs) Right. So Jimmy Kimmel, the running joke is with him is that he's always asking, can he come? And I told Jimmy it's a 20 year waiting list. (laughs) Good luck. So they've been running. So he'll superimpose his pictures, but it would piss me off because he would always snatch Rodney's head off and put his head on there. I was like, why, 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 why you guys, why you got to take us out of the picture? So it's a hilarious running joke. And, um, and, and we've been really just enjoyed the blessing of being out there on the med with, with them. Ooh. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Yeah, don't drop off the list. Cause clearly if someone yeah. drops off, someone's right in the queue to oh, take your place. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> now. Yeah. So, okay. You've, you've worn so many hats as a mother, a executive producer, as an actress. You, what is the, Mo- biggest challenge do you do you think that you've had because how old are your kids now yeah. i mean you you don't you you look well, amazing you, know, you look the I same used to hang out with you on a, on your tv show like remember i used to joke that every time i sat in that chair i would get pregnant yeah <laughs> she did. i don't know what was in that chair cushion but every Dear time God. i'd come i would come back i'm pregnant later, damn it i hope i hope steve edwards didn't have anything to do with that but yeah so you'd be <laughs> One of the kids does look a little, Um, but no. So literally um, I would say probably the, the, the biggest challenge because you've known me for a long time was when my son got diagnosed with autism. Yeah, that was, that was, we were kind of living a, you know, fairy tale life up until that point. Sure. And that was like that needle on the record moment where I was like, what? Yeah. Like, we were rookie parents with these twins and uh, and all of a sudden, you know, he gets this diagnosis and it was it was like our world fell apart. How old was he when he got the diagnosis? He was only three years old, but like I knew at two something was up, but mm. the pediatrician, nobody would diagnose him. And that was very frustrating. I feel like I I'm still to this day here, he's 24 and I'm still like lamenting that one year of intervention that I lost. Like they don't listen. They're, they think they're the, uh, that is what, that irritates me so much. So you had a whole year of people not listening and right. you're and the, the mom. mom you you best, yeah. exactly you're with him you see everything he is 24 honey look at you you i, I say you look exactly the same and mm-hmm. each year how's dolores by the way dolores is great she's living in palm springs oh my god she's living the dream she's arguing with cactuses out there i mean this <laughs> woman is just, it's just uh, her she, mother is a force of uh, nature and uh talk about beautiful you get it you see where Mm. Holly gets it and and uh personality for days she reminds me okay I've always thought this that she looks a little like Lena Horne did she ever get that because she does 
beautiful she, woman. She loved, I mean, of course, you know, Lena Horne was, you know, everything the, beautiful. The epitome of, you know, black beauty, you yeah. know, at the time. So, I mean, she would just die. Matter of fact, I don't think I'm going to tell her who <laughs> said that because. It, that forget I it with her um but but that is an um, unbelievable compliment yes my mom was a it's a pioneer she dragged our asses across country from philadelphia fleeing a divorce my dad was on on sesame street and he was all successful and then yeah. kind of left her for another woman and she was like Jeez. no oh hell no so she went and like created this life i don't know if you guys remember the show alice it was about a woman who like drove her car across country of course. And she, she was a waitress you know, kiss my grits and yeah she that was polly yeah. just trying to do what she had to do <laughs> yes dolores was kind of like the black alice like wow she gave her a shot to to drive us cross country and then for us to be in malibu of all things where someone let us live in their house for free we didn't have any money Damn. and she carved out this like manager's life she started managing talent and lavar burton was her first client no at, right after roots Oh my God. Her story is pretty phenomenal. So she's, she's an amazing lady. 85. I think she's 45. Well, honey, <laughs> she, I, last time I saw her, she looked incredible and it's not always about that, the looks, but just, she just happens to have this yeah. spirit about her and it's incredible. And are you guys still doing the Holly Robinson Pete foundation? Yeah. Yeah. We called it. It's Holly Rod, kind of like Holly, Holly Rod. Rod yeah. I mean, you know, Holly, but you know, yeah. I'm doing all the work. So okay, I'm gonna, maybe I'll rename it. <laughs> it is <laughs> the Holly best Robinson night. No, we still do Holly Rod. Amazing events, night. Jill. You were so supportive of us at the early stages, like the yeah. beginning you were there for us, but we, started this nonprofit because my dad had Parkinson's disease. And um, that was a a disease back in the, you know, when he got diagnosed in the eighties, it's like no one even really knew a lot about it. It was before Michael J. Fox and Muhammad Ali. So we started the nonprofit to help families impacted by Parkinson's. And then when RJ got the diagnosis of autism, we expanded our mission to include autism families as well. We're still going 20 something years later. We're going to have our first in-person fundraiser in June. Oh my um, God, because of COVID, you couldn't do it, right? Yeah. You had to do everything virtually. So, yeah. Um, so, hopefully, we can get back up on that horse. It's one of the best nights of nights. Oh. So, I got to tell you this story. So, I'm getting ready. I'm going with Eddie and Nicole, and N- N- Eddie Murphy and Nicole, and we're getting ready at Eddie's house. And I pull this Dolce and Gabbana dress out. Ooh. And freaking Nicole is so fucking amazing. She's breastfeeding while she's in this gown. I'm like, and she's a goddess. <laughs> and she's fucking skinny again. And I'm like, bitch, what is up with you? This is before I had kids. So I come out and I'm wearing this leopard Dolce and Gabbana. And I, Nicole, as only Nicole, she goes, uh-oh, we got a problem. And I was like, What? And she gets on the phone with Bernadette, who's married to Sugar Ray Leonard, Bernadette Leonard. And she goes, Bern, you know that dress you bought? Jillian's wearing it tonight. And then she goes, oh, shit. Now, there were ties around the dress. And I said to Nicole, look what I'm going to do. I took this tie that goes in the back and I wore it as kind of a scarf and I changed the whole look. And she's like, OK, we're good to go. She's like, Bern, she switched it up. It's all good. <laughs> we get there. And I, you know, I was dating one of Eddie's friends. So. It, I walked in and it was, I, I, I can't tell you how the mix of people, mm. for me, it was so much fun. I'll tell you what, like the BET Awards, you've got your church ladies with their hats on and then you got Denzel. So it was like that. It was a <laughs> mix of everyone. And damn it, it was one of the best party fun nights and they come out the end. 
looking like the most beautiful couple. And that's when I had a long talk with your mom. Uh, you know, you do such good things, Holly, and good things when you do this, good things come back to you. Do you feel like you are in a place where... Uh, you're you're blessed are, and are the kids living like what's the situation now how old are they what's going on with you and Rodney well that the twins are 24 which which I don't know how that could be because I'm only 25 I know it's insane <laughs> um, and um and the middle boy is six uh, sorry 19 uh the baby is 16 so I mean I don't know where all this time went but yes it, it has been a blessing to be able to be part of one of the I do feel like Holly Rod and Design Care was one of the best events uh in la in the summertime 100 we were so fortunate to have people like you come and eddie and all kind of people come in the, and the leonards who support us because we would do it at the leonards bernadette and sugar ray leonard's house and so we just had this groundswell of community support and for a long run there yes. and then it, it kind of died down a little bit just because you know everything's cyclical in this town oh, and we're hoping to build it back up yes but you know what i think from my point of view jill and you know me so you know like I don't do it so I get accolades or whatever. I did it because I didn't see anybody advocating for Parkinson's or for autism no. when we were dealing with this. There was nobody out there. Now you got all kinds of people doing it. And I hope I like to think that we had something to do with that. But in the end, you know, when you put out good and you support families and support people, good stuff comes back to you. And that, that was a lesson I wanted to show my kids. And I, I think they got that. Well, you being so vocal, I, my older sister's son is autistic. And he is going to be 18. So you with your son were ahead of her. And you being vocal and sharing your journey and the challenges and the frustrations helped her because there were not a lot of celebrities or well-known people coming out on a platform and saying or talking about their experiences and their kids. Because there is this Hollywood life and you want everything to look perfect and a veneer. And you yeah. kind of cracked that and said, my yeah. life isn't perfect. Yeah. We're trying to figure this out. We yeah. need help. And by sharing your story, I mean, it helped people like my sister at home going, what is happening with my kid? Where do I go? How do I get help? Who do I talk to? So I do think in so many ways you, you know, Opened you up a channeled that yeah. Yeah, what happened in your family into such a positive thing for so many people because then they didn't feel alone and they mm. felt like, okay, if this is happening to her and this is, ha and your marriage survived because a lot of autistic families, because you've been married how long now? 26 years. Wow. Yeah, because Rodney, I mean, I'm sure you what? guys know the statistics. Most families, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we were almost, Liz, we were almost that statistic. Yeah. Um, and I and I got to give credit to Rodney because I was about to leave him in the dust. Do you hear yeah. me? <laughs> he was holding me back. Good. Okay, Good. I can't, I can't roll my sleeves up and go to fight and bat for this kid and then tiptoe on eggshells around yeah. your ass because he's not going to yeah. be the next Heisman Trophy. Right, right. Because he doesn't meet your expectations for your son. Yeah. Like it was a rough, it was rough going. And I'm wow. just thankful that. We were able to keep it together, but most of our friends who we met on this journey, Liz, we, we most of them are not together anymore. Oh so my yeah, it, it was a blessing to be able to do that. And thank you for saying that because that was the number one argument that I raised when we, when we sat down to talk about this, when RJ was four or five, six, like I couldn't, 
really even have a conversation about autism outside of our family because I was still um, sort of in denial, even though I was working hard to, to help him and get him interventions. And so a lot of people think, oh, we got the diagnosis and we immediately started advocating. No, it was a struggle for many years. Wow. Whether we should talk about it publicly. I wanted to, Rodney didn't. He didn't want his son labeled. He didn't want the, the kid to be, you know, his whole life, whatever. But I knew in my head, what you were saying, Liz, that we would could be a North star for other families. And I knew how important that was because I didn't see it. Yeah. I knew of other families, celebrity families, big, big celebrity families who had kids on the spectrum, had kids with autism, who were not advocating for, wouldn't even mention it publicly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like we have to do this. So it was a, it was an argument. It was a fight, but you know, I win all the fights in the family. So. <laughs> well, Thank in the goodness, end, because you were leaders in that community. It's so really. true. And when I see it, but like her personality is the same. I mean, behind the, you know, the curtains of marriages, there's always going to be something. And you've, I, I want to ask you and go back. I, you brought up Alice. I, I grew up watching that, grew up watching the Jeffersons. There's a lot of stuff that Archie Bunker would say, like, None of that could go down today. And, and she changed, yeah. And and, and uh, it, it's kind of sad because I did love Alice and that whole, you know, kiss my grits. But mm-hmm. when you come out here and your mom is managing LeVar, like how do you break into the industry and how different is it as a black woman? Um, I want to ask you this because right now I'm looking for a house and my realtor uh Jamal is black and he's married to Jessica whose dad is black and whose mom is white and they have kids. And I, we were talking about the past few years and I said to her, you know, I send my son out and I don't have to worry about him getting shot. And she said, I do, I do. But she also can quote pass. So she hears a lot of shit. Like she looks like she could be Puerto Rican or so she hears a lot about the black community. And when I was leaving, looking at one of her houses, it said Jay. And she goes, do you know why it says Jay and Jessica? I said, yeah, I do. Because his name's Jamal. I go, how fucking sad is our country? How back Whoa. have we gone? That my sister, I was telling my sister in Canada, and she goes, really? Like, we have so many Native Americans, Indians from that are Sikhs. They put their name on the sign. It's just pride, and nobody gives a shit. Not to say there's not racism, but I guess getting back to my original question, was 21 Jump Street your first or did you had you done stuff before? And did you find that the wall uh, being a, a were you the beautiful black girl that they put in the show? Like, how did this all happen? Well, it's well, Dolores Robinson. I mean, she was the one she was already managing lavar and she was managing martin sheen and pierce brosnan and like she she had a like a amazing group of people that's that a good roster <laughs> yeah. yeah for years and, wow um, so she was already in it i wasn't quite in it yet but i was in malibu you know going to school with rob Lowe and sean penn and yeah charlie sheen and you know emilio and wow and, and d from what's happening my girl danielle Spencer. oh my god okay love That's that show. show oh honey good show. you're bringing up uh, all those great shows <laughs> oh my gosh uh and so i kind of wanted to be in show business but then i kind of didn't like I, I was somewhere watching what my mom was dealing with with some of these actors i was like oh i don't know mm. like i and but she would drag me around to all these sets because her clients would be working on one day at a time and, and, and the Jeffersons and, oh, man. Um, 
and the different strokes. So I would be on the these good times. I'd be on these sets and I'd like, oh, be like, wow, like it's so amazing. 11, 12 years old on these sets. Oh so my God. I kind of wanted to, but I also knew I wanted to go to college and, and all that stuff. So um, I did go to college. And then when I was graduating, I kind of, I wanted to be a singer kind of like, I don't know what the hell I wanted to do. You wanted, wanted to be in the singing. business though. Yeah. You wanted to entertain. Yeah, I wanted to sing. So I was like, my mom was like, listen, you got it. You just graduated from college. You ain't got no money. You need to go out and do some, you know, let me send you out on some stuff. Wow. And one of the things she sent me out on was, was a show called Jump Street Chapel, which became 21 Jump Street. And so I went out on that. It was like, okay. Uh, How all was right, your first well, audition, basically? Holy shit. Go to this place called Vancouver, because I didn't know what the hell Vancouver was. <laughs> I didn't know there was, I didn't know it was a damn thing above Seattle. Joe, that's how <laughs> ignorant I was. That's where I come and from, so, Canada. <laughs> Dude, I did not know nothing about Canada. So no. we go to Vancouver to shoot this show. And then, you know, it was a pilot. Or it. it was a pilot at that time. It was a two hour pilot. Oh Back my in the God. day, we did a two hour pilot. Oh With Johnny Depp in the pilot? Was he? Yeah. Was he? No, can- he wasn't <gasps> in the original pilot. Oh. He, he, he was a replace. He replaced oh. another actor. Oh, my God. Like, can you imagine no. being that cat? Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm always so sad when I think about that moment because we thought we were all getting fired. Johnny, I mean, Peter, Dustin, we thought we were all getting fired. I love Peter too, yeah. Um, and they brought this new guy in and it was Johnny Depp. He walked in with the same little old combat boots and same dusty hat. And we were like, who is it? And by then he had only done like Nightmare on Elm Street part oh. 18 and like a little, <laughs> part, a little tiny part in Platoon. So he had, he was broke and he had nothing. He was yeah. not a star yet. Jeez. So he came in, he re, you know, we, we reshot all the scenes with him and we, I was like, uh oh, like that guy, like I knew, I'm not just saying this 35 years later, but like, I knew he was destined for global stardom at you that did. point. He, just, he, had he had it. That thing. Yeah. And I don't know if it was the manager's DNA and my mom and being around actors, but I was like, you knew this guy got like, he has all of it. So wow. anyway, but, yeah. but to answer your question, um, it, I really just kind of rolled into it because my mom was in the business and she was like, go out for this 21 jump street job. And then I got oh. it. And it was like, it was, was huge. The beginning of my television career. Well, to start wow. off on a, a show, yeah. <laughs> that's a pilot that becomes a huge, you have no idea how big it was in Vancouver. I mean, some people might not know what that show is about, oh but my God, it was it was very so good looking cops, right. Who were undercover in high school, trying to find the drug dealers yeah. and the crimes and, yeah, I mean, you and everybody was so, so gorgeous. Yeah. I know you're like, and also the thing was, we, you know, we, we tackled some subjects mm. in 1987 that oh. no one was talking about. We were talking about guns in school and LGBTQ stuff. I mean, yes. I we were, oh my I mean, God. We were, we were going there into areas then. that, you know, we, we, we talked about racism and, 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 and homophobia, like all this stuff we talked about. And so the show was very iconic and, and really. Absolutely. Stuff. I'm glad you brought that up. And here we are, as you say, like 35, 40 years later. Yeah. But Jill, he, he, you guys, this, this is this is the kind of painful part. So my kids' friends are like, why was your mom randomly in that cameo in the 21 Jump Street movie? What? That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Some people don't, don't know the show. No, they don't know that 21 Jump Street, the movie, was based, based on, on an the actual... <laughs> they don't even know why Johnny Depp was in the cameo at the end. Like, they did not make the connection between the actual show... No. Which didn't resemble the movie, in all fairness, because uh, it was a all. satire and a whole yeah, thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. still, I'm like... Wow. Damn. 
They don't know your mama was in 20. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, is that on Hulu now or did they, is it playing anywhere? Can people find you, it? Oh, I think I yeah, can. Jump Street is, Jump Street is uh, the, the series, the TV series is, is, I think you can stream it yeah. pretty much everywhere. Yeah. yeah I think it's still hold up and it's a very hot cast still. I like how you brought up the fact that the, the subjects you were tackling because uh, mm-hmm. I was going to say, here we are today. Uh, you know, and I believe our country went back 50 years, a year well, or two ago. Yeah. Um, but um, boy, oh boy. And and so. Well, the industry, because we talk- also dealt with Me Too, Black Lives yes. Matter. There was so And then women yes. in the industry finally kind of having their comeuppance. Like, yes. hello, we've been yes. the backbone. We had an episode of 21 Jump Street about a modeling agency that basically was hiring young girls to put them into prostitution. Oh, trafficking then back then? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In 18 in 1988, I think that episode that was first season or second season wow. was like 87 or 88. Wow. We were talking about that kind of shit way back in the day. Like nobody was talking about any of that. So Jump Street was so and we probably would have gone on, we would probably still be on like Law and Order SVU. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Year 25,000 yeah. or whatever. <laughs> we would be in our 21st year and I always thought, "Oh my god, we're, if this show is such a hit, we're going to be going for 21 years and we're going to be in our 21st year of 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Depp was not having that. Oh. And he was like, I need to go on and be a movie star. I got to wow. get my ass uh, so, But yeah. we would have gone on to, to continue and do that, I think. If, if Johnny had been down, we would have been able yeah. to do it. And Johnny sure. left and who came? It Was it Richard Greco? Or oh, Greco yeah. Greco. While Johnny was on. Oh. So they, 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 and actually, that They're was kinda... a defensive hire, if you will. Okay. Oh, they brought Richard on to try to got it. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Air Johnny and that did not work. It didn't work. So yeah, they overlapped. Yeah. Like uh, John, they, he that, didn't care. That, that backfired. So they were on, mm. I think, for one or two seasons together, and then uh, they spun off Booker with Richard, and then oh, yeah. um, brought some other people on, and we we squeezed out 101 episodes. But I do think, like I said, we would be still going on. Well, and and I, I would be the I would be the captain by now. Yeah, and, you know. for sure. And you, you, I want to know <gasps> you who... could be like Olivia in Special Victims Unit. This yeah, all could happen. Seriously, Damn. but you know the, who who was running? Who was the showrunner? Who allowed those topics? Because back then, networks were very freaked out about certain topics in the 80s, bringing this. Up. This is to me yeah. fascinating. Um, that well, remember, Jill, it was the it was the Fox Network. It was our first. It was the first That's... show of the Fox Network. And okay. remember, we were oh. like Channel yeah. ninety nine and a co hanger, so yeah. we weren't like all these affiliates, right? <laughs> right. No, so, and they. So, that's right. We, we we had leeway. It was Stephen Cannell Productions, but a ah. man named Patrick Hasberg. He was the brainchild behind the episode. And just okay. a brilliant guy. And and we were talking about Stuff. AIDS. Oh my God, we talked about a kid in school with AIDS. He had HIV, and he was ostracizing him. So I think wow. Wow. Doesn't quite get all of its flowers for all of these topics that we 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 took on so early. You did, absolutely, and they're really relevant today. And you know, gosh, you know, I was telling my daughter this is going to be a historical night. Hillary's going to win. Okay, that didn't happen. And I feel like the the you know, there's still residue because when. Kamala became the first female vice president of color. She, I think she's Jamaican, I believe, and in Indian, I think. Um, I said to my daughter, this is historical. And th- there was still residue from the last, yeah. you know. Lots and, and, residue. And, and, Lots of residue. Lo- and what did your daughter say? Yeah, yeah. No, no she, she, before, she got it. She got it. She, yeah. got, she gets it. Uh, in fact, 
It was Ruby who asked me when we were pulling out of a house we were looking at. She goes, I thought you said Jessica's husband's name was Jamal. That says J. I go, do you know why that says J? She goes, no. I said, because Jamal is going to scare people away. She goes, why? I said, because he's a black man. And she goes, what? So when I was talking to Jessica, she said, you know why? I said, of course I do. I've, I've been with the black community forever. I know why. And it makes yeah. me sad. It kills yeah. me that we, we have to do, because there will be people that like the house and will drive by because yeah. they still have that, you know, it, it's just so sickening. But you know, I think I hope that we are in a better place because kids now, my daughter was talking about they and I'm like, well, how many were there? And she's like, no, they go by they. And I'm like, oh, you got to roll with it. And to interracial, you know, like she knows I've dated a lot. She could care less with right. LGBT. You know, she's like, yeah, so and so. Yeah, she's gay at my school. She's out. I'm like, Wow. It is well, changed because you raised her that way, Jill. Yeah. That's because you raised her that way. You gave her all of that, those tools to understand the world and understand the, the different, com the different colors and complexities of the world. The problem is so many people are raising children in these like homogenous societies and they're like, okay with that. Like I would just, I don't, I mean, my mom dragged me from Philly to Malibu. You talk about a culture shock. I mean, all <laughs> the other black kids. You were like the fresh prince. Kids. <laughs> Him. Oh my God, Geraldine, I loved him. Geraldine, Geraldine. Geraldine. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh so God. yeah, I mean, it was a culture shock. Um, and I think <laughs> we were the introduction to so many of our friends that have never seen a black person before. So that puts a lot of pressure because you have to be the, like the only black person in your school. It's like they're always sort looking of at to you, touch your hair and you know ask questions and, you know, but but I, I know <sighs> that we can do better 100%. the more we have diversity. That's why I don't, I could never imagine being a white mom wanting to raise my kids around only white kids. Oh God. Like that, I, I don't understand. Like, why would you not want everyone around your kids so your kid can understand what the world looks like? Um, I don't understand it's, it either. It's provincial thinking. It's my, like only it, my little providence matters. And you don't think so the gross. you're not thinking even wider community, much less global. And I think for me, the last couple of years, in a way, I'm thankful for it. We needed this reckoning. We needed to overturn the rock, see the cockroaches underneath, yeah. see who we're see facing. See them get fired. And, and ha but have this dialogue because yeah. I think even myself was living in somewhat of a fancy, did not know we were still at this level in the oh, United States of America, God. some of the racism and some of the topics. I just, you just You're, thought we were more advanced than that. Yeah, I, I did too. So in some ways, it's I feel like it was a gift. It was yeah. like, so I'm having conversations with my sons, my friends, my family, myself, to be more aware because the before, cockroaches are well, out there. It's like you don't know what's underneath the bed until you turn the light on it. So it's like we needed to have this because I really think there were people that absolutely thought this was in our past. We had dealt with it. It was done. Clearly not. Yeah. And, you know, Ruby grew up with her best friend is Iranian and black. Well, actually, Juan's Puerto Rican and half Puerto Rican, half black. But he was at LAPD and he was a Marine. So we grew up, Zafron, you know, I go, look, she's such stunning little girl. And I said, you know what, Shadine, she could be in, in the movie. She could play anything. She could be Native American. She could be black. She could be. 
that's how my daughter grew up. And to know that anything else exists, like it's just weird. So when that whole thing was brought to the attention of uh, us and all the Karens were out there and all the racists and then they get fired and then I get excited. <laughs> I do. Like every time I see a Karen, I'm like, oh, oh they're, they're going to find out on the I internet. Feel, I feel a little guilty about that. How come? I feel guilty that I'm always looking for the follow up. Like, I feel a little guilty that I'm like trying to figure out, well, okay, <laughs> like, the, now I've seen second episode. I mean, it's like, it's like Apion Crockett, who's a, is a hilarious <laughs> comedian, yeah. um, stand up. He just got Karen at one of his like comedy shows. Why would a Karen like, show up? You, you'll get fucking roasted. Like, what? what? With, a, with a comic with a microphone You're in his fucked. hand, like, it just none of it makes sense. But she got on stage and it went kind of viral. I think it was just last weekend. <laughs> And, 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 and I know him and I was just hitting him up going, I said, did you see the look on her face when she was finally going up, leaving the stage and he had the mic and he said, bye, Karen. And the audience started laughing and the look on her face, she was so enraged. She said, I'm not a Karen. The worst is if you actually named your child Karen. You know how many friends I have that are in their forties and fifties going, what the F? I do I have to change my name? My co-star on the on one of my uh, Hallmark um, series. Is, yeah, you do a lot uh, of those. Her name I like. is Karen. Karen Robinson, black lady, hilarious, <laughs> amazing actress. She's like, I'm seriously in my fifties, thinking about changing my band. Fuck, you're like, I just that's hysterical. Nice, nice generic American name, and now you're like, it is literally a symbol of hate. You're like, what? And I was thinking about. Who in the fuck is going to heckle somebody like that? Like, you've got to be an idiot. But I do look for those videos and I do like them. And I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm not sorry. When they get fired, because are they that stupid that they think that this isn't going to. Of course, somebody's going to yeah, come forward. You want consequences, right? You, you want, want consequences. Yes, you want for action. To be held accountable. You just don't want them to run around and think that this kind of behavior is okay. Is okay. And then I get excited when I see uh, we at the. Uh, Capital uh, riots. With the insurance company. Oh, just not how we feel. We don't. We don't hire people <laughs> That's like right. this. Like, I want to see this kind of oh, stuff. Oh, I do. And where there is even a lot. Hey, even with um, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yes. Jill, I wanted. I wanted to see State Farm go. Hey, you know what? This is not how we roll. That's right. Like, I wanted to see them do that. They didn't. But they didn't. It, it, it bought, they, I mean, not yet. I, I mean, don't like he spread, you know, Aaron Rodgers is yeah. spreading. And he says to him, he actually, and Howard Stern had the best comeback. He said, uh, he goes to Joe Rogan for his medical advice. And Howard says, oh, so if he fucking breaks his leg on the field playing football, is Joe Rogan going to come out and help him? How stupid have we got? And also the, the false information spread by celebrities makes me nuts. But, well, yeah. yeah. And I just look at the fact that, you know, I mean, I look at it from being a former quarterback's wife. Yeah. And you're the leader of that team and you know ronnie and i have these you know conversations all the time and i'm just like how i can't imagine you being the leader of this team and behaving in this way 100%. and 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 not, not caring about other people's health around you and all of that selfish then, so anyway i mean it's just it's frustrating I know. but i do again like to see consequences i Me like to see too. people help well so it's fun it's it, 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 it is what did you, you say go through terrorizing people with racist stuff and misinformation oh, well social you know, media without, and your phone you're screwed yeah, my social- favorite though you yeah. guys is like okay the women who stormed the capitol and by the way the last time that the capitol was a they tried it was 9 11 they tried to attack the capitol oh, that yeah i don't think I, fucking oh, terrorists oh, oh, yes so yes, january yes, yes. 6th these people come in now they all recognize and this one woman actually said what 
I'm going to get a pardon from because she was on video storming with her fucking whatever flag and and uh, they caught her and then she goes I'm going to get a pardon from they all thought they were going to get pardons from you know who Trump and of course he didn't they thought they felt empowered yes and guess what they're all going to the slammer and I love it like I they're going to prison they're not just going to jail they're going to federal Oh my God, that makes well, me happy. It's like we said, consequences. Yes, I think social you media them. and your phone yeah. has become the eyewitness to yeah. most things now. Most of us would not yeah. know about certain social topics or how people are behaving, except for now, you have immediate accountability. Someone pulls out their phone and records it. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, so, so weird, Liz, is that people people know this. Yeah, they don't care. The lady that got on the stage with Apion, they know this, and they're in, they feel empowered by it. Like they don't even look at the other nine nine million situations like this that have happened. Like, people getting fired and their lives being ruined and they're labeled yeah, racist. They don't. I don't understand that. Well, I'll tell you what I I I'm grateful for that seventeen year old girl who held that phone up the whole time that George, George Floyd was being murdered, and I watched it live, and I said, "Am I actually seeing what I'm seeing?" I think he just passed. And I said, are you fucking, is this is where we are at? One of the biggest, you know, mm. fights. And I, I just don't even think the George Floyd thing should be political. I feel like that's oh my just God. human nature and humanity. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the biggest like fights and friendship breakups I have had was over that yeah. exact issue. The young lady taking the video. Why? So, because on my my former friend, we're, we're working to get ourselves back together. Okay. Again, but my okay. former friend's video or Instagram, she wrote that she couldn't believe that this young lady took the video. And then why would you video? And why wouldn't you put the phone down and run in and try to help? Can you imagine? No. So there's there's a there's such a disconnect. Wow. To, and what I told her was like, and she's a beautiful blonde woman she's amazing i've loved her as a friend for many years but when i saw her take on that i couldn't believe it and i said maybe because when i see george ford laying down there i see my uncle joe i see some of my relatives i can relate to who this person is or i see rodney pete or i see one of my boys in a misunderstanding with police like i i see that and so but that's so funny you should say that because she's such a hero this young lady and she was tormented and tortured she by was? people who I did not like I didn't know that online taken yeah. that I did not the, know that what's she supposed it, to do with four cops fucking roll over on them they were four what fuck that that's so silly and, you know it's like Kyle right written whatever the guy on right trial he, if he were running if there was a black man running at cops with an AK-47 he'd been shot fucking all over his head he'd be dead but I'll take was- you one further. If uh, if I decided I was going to bring my my minor child and strap him with an AK and go across state lines with an illegal gun, and then he kills somebody, what do you think they would be doing to me right now? You'd be yeah. in jail. Yeah, you're dead. Yep. So it's, yeah. it's there's a lot of inequity still, and we have a long oh way to go. God. And then you know, do you know? Um, I was it's thinking, a little frustrating. I was thinking about you in the business for as long as you've been. Have you ever felt like? the token black girl or is it did you just fit in because you're a beautiful woman and you could act i think because my mom again my mom could roll with anybody in the room and she made sure that we had friends from all walks of life and she was introducing us to new and exciting people that didn't necessarily look like us Uh. Um, and so i think i learned much like you have done with ruby i think i've learned to just embrace 
the global community and, and really love diversity. I love and so it. because of that, I feel like it's giving me the tools to walk into any room and talk to anybody. Yeah. And, and so that is a gift that you can give your child. Um, and I, I think um, I have been the only one in the room many times, yeah. many times, and still to this day, like it's still shocking to me to be the only one in the room. But I think because my mom instilled yes. a, a sense of diversity, a sense of the curiosity of getting to know someone who's not like me, as opposed to being like, oh God, don't go over to that person. No, I want to know about you. I me want to know too. Where you're what you're like. Yes. And I've tried to instill that in, in my kids, but my kids have grown up in more yeah, of a different lot time, of, you know, you know, schools that are not as not as many kids that look like them. Mm. Um, but they I've cultivated relationships so that they would have a lot of kids that do look like them in their lives too. So. I think that that is uh, it's wonderful. And my children know. And I was talking the other day to my daughter about, um, you know, she's like, oh, how long were you in an orphanage and blah, blah, blah. And we were talking about that. And I said, uh, you know, she's like, did you date Snoop Dogg? Because I guess there was a rumor or whatever. And I said, well, you know, they were he was single at the time. And so <laughs> you could call it dating. So then um, you're friends. I said, we're, yeah. Did I give you any street cred, by the way? Oh, yeah. He said I had a hood pass. So that's a good thing. <laughs> but I've been the token. Like I've been at the BET Awards and they'll pan and it's everybody's black. And then there's my white face. But I'll tell you what. And I told Ruby this when I was, you know, in different relationships, I always talked to the mothers and got very close and I've never felt more uh, involved in a community than when I was in the community because it was there was so much love and history. And I remember talking to one boyfriend's mom and she was a wet nurse. And I said, uh, what is that? When she told me about died, she's from uh, Midwest. And then when I went with uh, the Murphys to Sacramento, that's where Nicole's from, her mom and dad came. I, I don't even remember seeing Eddie and Nicole and Burn and I just didn't. I, did, I I sat and talked to Nicole's mom and dad because Nicole's mom is Scottish and is white and has white hair. And then her dad's Krill. He's he's like a light skin with the freckles from Louisiana. And I wanted to know what it was like for them in the 60s or the, you know, when they actually met. Uh, the stories were fascinating to me I'll and bet. you yeah you know i'm the same way i'm always curious about different cultures and I, anyway i told my daughter i'd never felt so loved and uh respected and and held and just it i loved it i loved it and i missed that uh doing the hoodie awards with steve harvey <laughs> like just oh my god how fun were those and that hilarious. feel of community all right so now where are you how okay the house situation with you and rodney the 16 year olds there you got the 18 year old as well the 19 yeah, so <laughs> here's the the current first of all of i would i would never leave your house by the way i would live there forever <laughs> yeah no, i don't think they're really ever ever gonna leave i don't think i'll ever really be an empty nester that said, the state, current state is that the twins are 24, uh, boy-girl twins. So Ryan, the, my my daughter, yeah, twin. I love that uh, name. Went to NYU, graduated, is Ooh. living in Brooklyn. Oh, my uh, gosh. Twin brother, RJ, kid that said they would no one would never do nothing, would never be shit, would never have shit, is now working for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And is a clubhouse attendant and went from not having any friends to having besties as the, the Dodgers are his besties. So it's an oh amazing, amazing story that I'm so happy oh about. My God. Like he has a World Series ring and you know it's oh. just awesome. Right. I could stop just talking I, about the Dodgers. I, I would just want to interject. This is the you know person that doctors didn't, you know, 
Yeah. There's so much hope. There's so much. You stayed on it. You were a mother. Uh, you were oh, a gangster mama. You were you a gangster were mama. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's what you got to be. You know, that's what you got to be no matter what yeah. in, in life. Yeah. But when you have a kid on the spectrum, you know, and, and, and oh. Liz, I'm sure your, your, your family can attest, like, you got to fight. You have to roll up your sleeves and fight for them for their entire lives. Um, You're never so, And then the middle wow. boy, this is really cool. You'll love this. Okay, so he's my middle guy. Uh, he's 19 now. He is headed to Japan for a gap year. Now, back in the day, we would hear gap year and be like, oh, hell no. No, you're lazy or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Now because it's considered like, his, yes. His senior year fell in 2020. It was just like it messed everything up right oh, on him. Yeah. Um, and so COVID. he was like, mom, I want to go to Japan. I've been, he's been obsessed with Japanese anime, anime for oh, years. Yeah, my he used son to too. watch it like, you know, with the Japanese on and the subtitles. Wow. And that, and that got him obsessed with Japanese anime. So I was like, well, I used to watch Japanese anime, like Speed Racer was Japanese anime right, yeah, back yeah. in the day. And yep. Kimball the White Lion and yeah. all that. He's like, no, that's not real anime. I'm like, no, that's that OG Speed Racer was, was that was, was available. That was awesome. Too. <laughs> yes. So anyway, he got so obsessed with it and loved it. And then over 2020, when we're all on top of each other in this house, he found a teacher in Osaka in Japan. And just like we're talking, he talked to this woman three times a week. And she taught him Japanese. And when I tell you this boy, this 19 year old black boy from Southern California is on his way to uh, go to, to Tokyo to live for a year. His Japanese oh is so good. Oh my God. And I'm that mom. I take him out to the Japanese restaurants and be like, just sitting there watching, eating popcorn, watching them talk, right? Um, and so, yeah, he's going. I'm kind of scared because Japan's not really open for tourism yet. So you have to send them on his own. They just oh, opened for students and with visas. Wow. So anyway, he's headed there in a couple of months. And then the baby is, is 16. He's a junior in, in, in high school. And you know, doing the damn thing over oh there. God. It's just, uh, it's crazy. I love crazy. the gap year because, you know, that was very European, right? A lot of kids in Europe would take that year to would, go travel. When they backpack and shit, like it was that. a whole different deal. It was looked out upon like, Oh, like like Holly and said, like oh, you're gonna take a year. You're lazy. I'm going right to it's university. Really smart, actually. It's After being smart. what is in you know normal standardized school, it's almost like it's such a good way to take a break. And like we talked about, the best way to break down barriers and walls is to go to other cultures and meet yeah. other people yeah. and just sit in a cafe or go to the grocery store. All that breaks it down. You go, wow, this person's just like me. They may not look like me, but that, that breaks it all down, traveling the world. So yeah, my son- If you have the opportunity to do that- For sure. It is- definitely take it and but 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 i was that mom that was like a gap year oh hell no you're going right from high school to college just like i did back Keep in my going. day like i was that mom yeah. right oh for sure um, and i'm so glad that you know the whole thing the tw- i know happened, the 2020 it really shifted in the Absolutely. thinking of a lot of and now we're just sort of like okay yeah let's yeah. roll with this so, yes and actually we'll the colleges will look at it like a truly uh, the learning uh, experience that it is. Speaks, but my son who's 13 asked me about it the other day. He goes, mom, have you ever think, heard of a thing called a gap year? What is, I think it, he is already plotting. So it's Drury. He's already trying yeah. to figure out how he, he's like, oh, you could take a whole year break. I go, it's not a break. Yeah, yeah. You actually go and experience other cultures and you travel and it's structured. And he's like, but 
you're not in a classroom. I go, the world is your classroom. <laughs> yes. That's right. But it, you are. But that's <laughs> is your classroom. Yeah. Exactly. You know, exactly. I love so the So we're fact. really excited for, for yeah. him and, yeah. and uh, just just praying that Jet Japan opens so I can actually go there with them. Oh. Otherwise, he will be gone, gone until maybe spring when they open because that's what they're <sighs> estimating that they'll they'll let us in. Um, you know, uh, how, so how wonderful. Right He's already <laughs> ahead of the game, though, Holly, because he does speak the language. Oh, jeez. And, and I'm mad. I can't, like, that's incredible. And they will be very impressed like i remember going to france and speaking a little bit of french from you did? Mont- montreal i went with kathleen and even if you say bonjour comment ça va ça va bien et toi oh but if you didn't try they were like fuck you they were kind of snobby so oh, you think so i did my junior year abroad in paris oh, shit. and that's where i think i think i do have that little language dna thing he, he might have got that from oh. me oh but I did. I spent a whole year there and really picked up French. I'm beautiful. I would say I'm still probably fluent. I can wow. say what I need to say. Damn. I can pretty much say what I need to. You know, I can understand everything. Wow. But you're, right. you're right. That first six months there, you know, when my French was really choppy, they were tearing me up. <laughs> <laughs> you're not kind. <laughs> um, I was determined. Damn it. I'm going to make y'all love me. You and are a determined by woman. By the time I left, my French was flowing. That was, of course, when I was 19. So that Damn. was. Damn. So it's the same longer. situation. He got that from you. He's 19. He's going to Tokyo. And man, if there's a world that it, uh, un- unfolds in front of you, I see Japan at night and it is so, oh my God, Tokyo. Fabulous. It's incredible. And that he speaks like, what an experience. What well, a beautiful thing. I think he's going to thrive there. Yeah. I really do. I mean, I'm a little nervous and a little sure, scared. Sure, your mama. Because- but I think he's going to thrive there, and I'm really excited for him. So I'll definitely catch you guys up. We we'll have to get back do. on and do like a follow up. And he goes, <laughs> and I'm trying to get him to do a whole YouTube thing because he's very Abs- humble. He's not like Mr. Yeah. Instagram. Put it I'm out like, there. No, you're going to document everything. Damn straight, he is. You know, you guys are a very interesting family, and I think that that's why it's not fake. For me, it was like the Osbournes. They were who they were. <laughs> you are who you are, and you're such an outspoken woman. And you, you don't. There's no faking or staging. It just feels like you have worked at this family you are determined if i was to say one word about you oh holly can you hear me holly can you hear come in holly uh earth to holly i think we maybe we lost her we lost holly ah damn it well i will tell you she's one of my favorite people and you gotta check out her movie because a it's the time of the year it's the season yes and it's called Our Christmas Journey on the Hallmark Network. And of the course, cool, yeah. The cool thing about it is, uh, Holly has a son, RJ, who is autistic. Her son, RJ, and this movie is based on a single mom uh, growing with her autistic child and figuring going on out, a journey. Yeah, going out on a journey. And it's December fourth on the Hallmark Channel. And by the way, I love the edge of the twist. She's EPing it, so she's divorced in it, but the husband comes back. And, so what happened? Yeah, she does all the hard years and then he comes back like most women anyway well we loved having holly robinson pete on the show check us out on ask jillian don't forget to like subscribe and comment we love it please listen again and do all of that we loved having holly and we'll see you again on the next episode of ask jillian thanks for listening